right, that was Whitney Houston. I'm your baby tonight. And that is actually my favorite one. I would say basically like my favorite song of hers. Like it's just so upbeat and just like a fun song. And from what I had heard was that she actually recorded it in one take because she was trying to go shopping. So she was like, let me crank this out for y'all so I can get on my way. So welcome back and proper welcome you guys. Welcome back to Charmaine's World podcast. And a lot has taken place since the last time we chatted. Last time we talked, um, it's been about a month since I put out my last uh, podcast. And I'm sorry about that, but life has gotten super, super busy for me. So just trying to stay on top of this and stay consistent is super important to me. So I'll never not post a podcast within a month. But I'm trying to get more uh, consistent so it can be every fortnightly which is every 14 days so that is my hope is to get um new content out every 14 days Uh, i hope everyone has been doing well and doing okay Uh, but i do have some some sad news during this episode um a couple of things is charmaine's world will be going bye bye charmaine's world will be gone we're gonna get a new name uh i've really been contemplating this probably since i created this podcast y'all like i like the name charmaine's world if you like the name charmaine's world just let me know send me a um, a dm on instagram or a message on twitter i'll leave my information in the description box on the page but uh just for those who may not feel like doing that, you can just pull up your phone real quick. My Instagram is Charmaine, C-H-A-R-M-A-N-E underscore five, the number five, star, S-T-A-R, Champagne. And that is my Instagram. I am on Twitter as Love Me Naturally, and that's super easy to find. Just drop me something there. And then on top of that, with connecting with me and giving me your feedback, you can always give me feedback here on Anchor uh, or in the email excuse me but I have to get a new email for the podcast a new Instagram Twitter for the podcast as well as for my blog excuse me and you know I do have my tea handy you guys because my voice is going in and out and I think it's because of allergies but I'm gonna be getting a whole new everything so that's again Twitter, Instagram, email, so I'll be able to connect with you guys, and we'll be able to to chat and interact, and I can get some real feedback to bring to the show, because I really want this thing to grow. It really is growing. The last episode, I was super, super excited. Like, I was just floored at the fact that episode six, I believe it was, yes, episode six, had gotten, had received, had uh, my getting tongue tied 14 views, and I know 14 for some is not a lot, but when you're going from two and three and one, which is probably yourself, to 14, that is a huge jump. So, I'm really super proud of that. Um, I'm super super excited about that so far because I went and checked again because now I'm like trying not to check, but I had to look to log in. Uh, the last episode, episode seven, was up to over 50 views. That's half of 100. Okay? So I just need everyone to keep liking, sharing, commenting, 
on the podcast. You know, I'm coming with it. Give me some time. Rock with me. Thank you for everyone who's been listening. But we're growing. We're getting there. So I just have you to think. Uh, even if it is 10, 14, or 2, it doesn't matter. Because I'm going to still pump out that content like it's a 1,000. So I'm super excited. Super excited about changing this name. I'll drop it. Don't have a drop date. But I know it's coming because I'm just not feeling Charmaine's world. I like it. I wish it, it derived from my blog, which is Life Through Brown Eyes. And I just kind of want to keep it all in the same vein, like with a similar similar name. But we'll see. Who knows? I might just keep it because who knows? I don't know. But let's go into uh, the rest of the episode. Uh a lot has happened. So let's just jump into Tweet Peeps and What's Trending, which is a new segment I introduced last episode. Uh, not the, again, not the most happiest news, but we've, oh, oh my gosh, excuse me. I think it's my first time sneezing, <laughs> sneezing on the show, but I told you it's my allergies, you guys. So we recently just lost a big loss to uh, the literature world, which is Miss Miss uh, Toni Morrison, <clears throat> Miss Toni Morrison, excuse me, uh, passed away this month in August, and I was super sad. It was it popped up on my Twitter feed, and I just was in shock. Like she just released a book super like literally was about to buy it um and had it in my cart and now I really am going to purchase it because just to support um her family her legacy I've read books by her um and she passed actually on the 5th of August and you know she went to Howard University like she is everything um she's written tons of books uh really great quotes uh such as you want to fly you got to give up the shit that weighs you down simple like she just is such a great author she had a really um in my opinion profound interview years ago I believe with an Australian journalist about her literature and the things that she was writing and the one of the questions that was asked was like do you think you'll ever write um and incorporate white characters similar to what um was asked recently of the black director from uh, us and get out they asked him about doing movies with white characters and it's like why why do we need to we white people do things for white people like why do we need to um we're talking about our experience or their experience from the African-American perspective showing light and opening doors for us. Why should we have to even think about that? You wouldn't ask that to certain people. Um, as she said, you wouldn't, I believe she said, like you wouldn't ask that to, um, a, a Russian writer who writes about Russian things, who has a Russian perspective, you know, but you'll ask the black person, when are you going to incorporate white characters? So it just, it, she's just was amazing. Was an amazing, um, person. I mean, I didn't know her personally, but 
uh, as I've learned, you know, we celebrate people's accomplishments, and she had a lot of accomplishments. Uh, one of the books I read of her was, um, I think it was called God Love the Child or God Protect the Child. I don't know why I can't remember it now. God Help the Child, actually, is what it was called. Uh, and my book club, when that was up and running, which is something else that I want to get back rolling, uh, that was one of the books that we read together and I really enjoyed that book. That book was originally published in 2015 and it was it was a really good, she painted paints really great pictures with her words. I really enjoyed that book. That was a great one. So I will be purchasing her latest book, uh, which is full of memoirs and different speeches all complied into one big book. So, um, if you guys can, go out and pop that. Support her. Then, also, it was Whitney Houston, which is why I chose the song. Uh, it was her birthday on the 9th. And I love Whitney. She was amazing. Everyone has their struggles, right? And I really don't like when people, when I bring her up, her name comes up, everyone wants to bring up her addiction. But people don't do that to a lot of other people. You know, like, she's accomplished so much, and that is a struggle. An addiction is nothing funny or anything to joke about, and that was something that she struggled with. And it's unfortunate that that that's what we want to highlight. But let's not take away from who she was. She was a mother. She was a wife. She was someone's daughter. She was a great singer, actress. Uh, she paved the way for many people and her vocals are like unmatched like come on so love out to Whitney and her family then also uh, the passing of Nipsey Hussle who uh, American rapper from LA Compton area rolling 60s um, passed away this year also earlier in the year and I think on one of these episodes, can't remember which one it was, I played his song. It might be episode four, I believe, four or five, where Nipsey, uh, I have his song playing as a tribute because of his passing, but it was his birthday on the 15th. And then I realized that today, this day, August 16th, is the late anniversary, oh, the anniversary of the late great queen of soul. Aretha Franklin and what I've come to learn about Miss Aretha Franklin is that she has a serious deep tragic traumatic story that I really want to um, look into and read read about because the the triumph and the perseverance that she's demonstrated is like Unmatched, um, and I know we all go through things, of course. And not saying hers is better or different or superior. However, she just has a unique story that I'm very interested, interested in. Um, but she passed today on the 16th, and she, oh, excuse me, um, and she was she was amazing. She was born March 25th, 1942, Memphis, Tennessee. But she was great. And then also a lot of people excuse me, near me personally, have passed on, and 
it's just been really sad in that regard because we all know that that's a part of life, <laughs> life and death, that people are going to leave. I'm going to have my time. You're going to have your time. But we just have to make the best of it, do what's right, set a foundation, um, plant good seeds. You know, because when we die, our good works follow us. You know, that's what people remember about us is, you know, usually the good things. And that's what we want people to remember is the good things and the good times and moments that we had with people. So I think if we look at it like that, definitely not be so scary. So it's been an interesting summer with that said. And on a high note, let's really go back. It's a hot girl summer still. PSA just to everyone. It's still a hot girl summer. All right. I'm I'm living. You know, however, half of my hot girl summer has been taken up by work because a hot girl still got to eat, still got to pay her bills um, at the end of the day because... Ain't nobody taking care of me like that. So, we got to keep the hot girl summer up. Having a good time. Getting this body right. Working out. Eating right. Just enjoying myself. I mean, that's what I think hot girl summer is to me. It's just liberation. Being being a woman. Just embracing your your body. Your sexiness. However, whatever that looks like to you. Having a great time. Not being pressed over these in words no let me stop not being pressed over any man um just knowing that you can do whatever you want you could do whatever you want sis enjoy now i do believe that you should have some class and don't be tacky but you can do do you do whatever you want everybody's into doing this doing them thing which i have a little bias not bias but i just have a view on that but I'm saying do you okay we'll get into the the other half of that at another time but it's still a hot girl summer don't forget ah. all right oh you guys I didn't get into to how my skin is going I tell you that every time my skin is doing great however I almost had I had a pop-up so before my cycle comes, or most women's cycle comes, they experience a lot of side effects. I don't know what to call them. Period issues, where um, symptoms. I don't, I don't know what to call them. We just call them PMS symptoms. But basically, you get tired, bloat, weight gain, breast tenderness, acne. Okay, we gonna stop at acne because. That for me, <clears throat> excuse me, is a clear indication that Sister Flo is on her way with her bags. So I work um, in the industry where industry where I do a lot of front facing. So I work a lot with customers, with clients, with people, and I am very particular about how my face is looking because that's the first thing you see and I don't know if anyone has gone to my Instagram or my Twitter page and seen me in person but in my opinion as I've always felt not so strongly anymore but I have a beauty mark on my face and it's very visible you cannot miss it which is crazy is that people will still get me confused with somebody else but you can't miss it so with that going on and then you add something like 
a grimy grimy ass pimple on my nose or somewhere retarded like right on the smack dab middle of my cheek it's just super irritating and that's what that's what that's how the devil works is what I'm trying to I'm telling you so it shows up or it's about to show up because I've had this face for almost 30 years so I know when something's about to pop off pun intended so I immediately start putting on my face mask I'm exfoliating I'm using my I realized I haven't used my exfoliating brush in two months my exfoliating brush and I'm trying to get on it I need these these two blemishes I need them out of here gone a neat period so I get those down they're gone I'm back to clean and clear um trying to get people to stop touching my face however I have a boss one of my bosses I have a few jobs he's he's a really cool guy I don't know what it is but for some reason cuz likes to touch my face like every so often like it's like if I'm sweating a little bit or I don't know like we cool and I know it's like my boss right but we cool but we not like you know I don't see him like that you know so like we was cool before this so I guess that's what makes it cool because we was cool before he became my boss so he'll like touch my face with his hand and then like I'll be like bruh you see I'm trying to balance this joint out you want to put your hands on it I don't know where your hands been so you gotta watch out touching your hands with your face touching your hands <laughs> come on now touching your face with your hands you can't keep doing that make sure you wash it make sure you cleanse it exfoliate it you do a face mask pull them the blackheads out because it's just it's not the cold this summer it's not i'm over it i am over it. i've been dealing with this for too long and i'm done i'm so over pimples and acne you can give me all the other symptoms the appetite change the sleep disturbance which is high i do struggle with that even the little weight gain but the pimp the acne you can keep it because i'm cool you can totally keep the acne i don't need it um there's like a teenager somewhere in the world who could use it i don't know not me um don't want it don't want any parts of that uh let's oh so that's it on tweets peeps and trending things at me let's me i'm important here so online app dating dating in general what's up with that for me it's 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 not really moving just to be honest i thought i had a good story for you guys i thought i had some just gushy love puppy love tips but i don't however i did recently download this app which is not a sponsor or anything like that but it's a dating online dating app called black blk i saw it um i saw it on instagram and i was like hmm and it had one of those videos like, are you here young, black, and looking for someone to meet? Try black. And da 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 da. So after seeing that several times, I guess the the um, advertisement finally worked because that's how they do. They pump it so many times on your platform until you freaking give in and you click it or accidentally click it, which is kind of what I did. And then next thing you know, boom sucked in so I downloaded the app 
I didn't know what I was doing. Barely read the instructions. My fault. And I get on, and it looks like Tinder. Don't like Tinder. Didn't like Tinder. It drained my battery. So I'm like, okay, here we go with this. Swipe left, swipe right. I can, I get that. But then there's like this little turquoise button in the middle. It has a crown on it. And I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means um, like this is a super match or this person is like extra, extra cool. Or if y'all both have it, then it's like an extra, extra connection. I don't know. And then also I got these nails. So sometimes... I'm trying to swipe left like I'm cool for now. And it goes to the mother freaking right. And next thing you know, it says, you've got a match. And then you can start chatting. And it's like, oh no, bruh, my bad. I didn't mean to. I don't like you for real. So there's a couple people in my inbox that I really don't want to talk to. And they just be messaging me. So I'm going to have to find a cool way to tell them like it was an accident, bruh. Not really interested. So that that's been really interesting I look at it at times when I'm bored like using the bathroom at late at night before I go to bed like just to see what I could see um I don't I don't expect a lot from it however on a good note I did meet well I haven't met him yet but I did connect with a cool what seems like a cool guy um We've actually taken it off the app, so we exchanged numbers, and we're supposed to be meeting up soon, and I think we've been, hmm, we've been chatting for about, let's say, three weeks or so, no, maybe three weeks, I'm not sure, we've had, I've had a lot of, you know, I work a lot, and he works, of course, you have, I mean, you have a job or income, something, and it's just been kind of hard to really just find the time to connect in person. And I'm really excited about it, but I don't want to get my hopes up too high and then like it be a bust. But so far, so good. Great conversation. Seems really supportive. Good listener. Gives me lots of compliments, which I like. Now, a good thing if you want to win me over when we first meet is if you like had flowers or a gift or buys me a couple drinks something I don't know like greet me with something you know like flowers I like flowers I think that'll be good but I don't know let's see where his mind is at he might not do that um but the dating app all right was recently contemplating doing eHarmony and all those some of those others I have profiles set up I just don't want to pay because they're expensive but I see why you have to pay because you do you know you pay you get what you pay for like if you want good quality stuff you got to put some money into it like people really have to work to do these matches and you fill out these surveys and all that so I get that part so maybe when I get my refund check you know maybe I'll pay for it until then I'll just keep meeting people down at the lake um then well so yeah I don't know I don't know I might keep the app I might trash it just who knows then also recently I'm publishing um you know I still have my blog and some of the things I've been dealing with lately is not feeling super inspired not wanting to really write not really wanting to do the podcast episode but I in my heart I know that's what I really want to do like I'd rather do that than go to my job 
I go to my job sometimes and I sit and do podcast work or blog work. Like that's what I'm, it's so weird. So, um, I realized that like I've been dealing with some things and I've been experiencing like some things that are triggering me and I realized that I really want to, or, uh, will be going back to therapy. Uh, I went to therapy in my early 20s, uh, which was really good. It was a really great experience. However, there's still so much work that I needed to do that I didn't get to finish. I had to stop. Um, stop attending. Couldn't afford it. Insurance didn't cover. Only only covered a certain amount of... Um, a certain amount shoot a certain amount of sessions which really sucks like no one I don't know if people realize that like your insurance can pay for depending on your insurance can pay for you to go to counseling therapy but they'll only pay for a certain amount now to me you you should at least cover at least 20 20 sessions maybe the minimum 10 but to I've heard the lowest be three what can you cover in three one-hour sessions other than the fact that you still need to come back? Like, and the therapists, uh, you know, they get paid a various amounts. But, like, why? I just, why would your insurance, oh, hurt. why would your, sorry, I'm on the internet right now. And I was looking up therapists, and I see a lady that I know who does that's crazy so anyway yeah I just I just don't see why they would cover when I found that out I was like three sessions like what are you doing in three sessions I don't get it my therapy was great my therapist she was uh she was white and I that kind of made me like I don't know if she's gonna understand but I felt like I was able to share things with her and teach her but she really was really great. You know, of course, I'm not a biased person who doesn't know me, who doesn't think she knows me because she's black, so she knows my experience, so she thinks, you know. So that's kind of an interesting thing when it comes to picking picking a, a therapist and going through that journey of self-discovery. So I really am considering, you know, going going back because there's a lot of things I need to just work through. Sometimes I feel like I'm literally unraveling and you may be able to identify that with that. Like I'm unraveling while I'm just standing. Like it's, it's interesting, especially as you get older or as I've gotten older, things are really changing. Like I've noticed things about me are changing. Um, I have just to share personal, some personal things that I have, a, I struggle with feeling like valued or important um I have some pretty strained relationships that are very important um relationships are very strained and feeling like disconnected from them but trying to connect or wanting to connect but then not wanting to because you don't feel safe it's so difficult like it's very difficult I slip in and out of depression here and there it's like a wave type of thing Um, And I've talked to plenty of people who feel like this from time to time. And what's a coincidence is that we're all kind of the same sign. But I know a lot of people deal with this no matter what sign you are. But there's just something that I noticed. 
so I just I, I'm really excited trying to find trying to find a good one a good person a good therapist um it's been pretty interesting so I'm gonna keep working at it and I'll give you some uh just check y'all in on how that's going I might be able to inspire someone else to go and to seek therapy or counseling just as well as I'll give you some updates with my dating because that's kind of one of the most exciting things I got going on right now is this dang dating app and trying to just be a better person and achieve like my dreams like with growing this podcast growing my blog starting my own business I'm really into candles you guys like I always have candles burning I'm really interested in them and the scents and I'll say scents and fragrances but it's my podcast I say what I want scents and fragrances and recycling the reusing recycling the the waxes and the like I'm just really interested in it and it's really something that I'm looking into and as well as my painting I don't know if I want to monetize that because it's something I do for me but I know I need to get back to it because I really enjoy my painting I don't know if anyone's seen it but you know my Instagram which is Charmaine underscore five number five star champagne you can see some of my paintings they're really they're really freaking dope um, and then with with that update, equipment. Oh, you guys, I need some better equipment in this piece. I, my little mini studio here, it's it's got a lot going on. And one thing it doesn't have going on is better podcasting recording equipment. So on my to do list, I'll be getting some new mics. Hopefully within the next month or two, I plan to get two additional mics which means more room for more people more room for more guests more input more voices not just me talking more input more perspective and we can look at this thing no matter what the topic is through another set of eyes because I love having guests and I've only had one guest technically on this show so now I'm talking about I love having guests after only having one if you want to hear my podcast that has a special guest on there, please feel free to check out, check out, I believe it is episode three, I believe it's episode three, you guys, um, that has my first, my first guest on it. And that guest was, is, um, Bay Sosa, which that's his Instagram name, but Bay Sosa was my first guest. And we were talking about relationships and social media or how social media affects relationships. I can put that in the description box and you guys can check that out. And that was a really good episode where me and him just kind of fed off each other in regards to how we felt in our personal experiences with with being in relationships and how social media may or may not have affected it or played a role in how the relationship went so since having him on which he has a really great voice honestly just in general he's cute he's really good to look at so if you want to uh hear my first guest check that episode out and then 
tell me what you think because I'll be having more guests on here. Just someone just sent me an email. I'm sorry, a message on the Twitter about being a guest on this podcast. So that's really exciting for me because I can't wait to get more and more cool people on here to talk to y'all or talk to me about different things that go on in our day-to-day life, especially being young, um, late 20s, mid 20s, early 20s, late 30s, just being young, just being a person that's alive today in this, you know, viral social media, tech, yet conservative, liberal world we live in and trying to find our place and get our footing as a black people. It's a lot that can be said on a lot of views and perspectives that can be shared. So I really want to get that out to you guys. So new equipment is what's coming. Now, if you want to, if you really enjoy these episodes or enjoy me, or you feel a connection to me, or you just love me as a person, just want to support me, you can surely donate to this blog and to the building of my mini studio in here. I will be updating you guys on how that goes with me getting new equipment. So I'll be showing you pictures, going live from time to time while we record. I don't know if we'll ever go to YouTube. Maybe. Maybe this thing will just pop off and I'll be on YouTube and then doing live recordings, which is also a goal of mine. So if you feel like Phil, you want to donate, hit me up, ask me out, or you can donate um, through the anchor, through the anchor site. Because I need some mics for sure. A mics, a mixer, a mics, mics, mixer. What what else? I can't even think of all the other things you need for um, for for a podcast. But I need I need those things basically. And anything helps. Every every little dime helps. Please feel free to contribute. Now would like to tap in to my main topic and my main topic today this evening this morning whenever you're listening wherever you're at is custody custody now what some parents don't realize about custody is that you don't have to determine custody until usually there's a divorce until you're married and then you decide who has custody you go to court and you realize okay this parent has full this parent has part-time then visitation all that stuff goes along with it um i had a parent one time come up to me and was like i have custody of this child i have i have custody of this child she does it and i'm like you guys never went to court okay your child just stays with her Mostly because you don't have a stable place to stay. Like that, that does that work doesn't work for you. Um, so it's it's really interesting. Uh, so then there's there's different types of child custody. If we can just go over that real quick, so there's physical custody, right? Physical custody means that a parent has the right to have a child live with him or her. Um, then there's some states that will award you like joint physical custody and that's basically where your kids spend some time with you spend some time with her um or with both parents um and then it the joint physical custody basically works of course if you live close um because 
it lessens if you don't because it, it'll lessen the stress on the child um, and allows them to maintain allows your kid to maintain a normal life then there's legal custody I think this is what the guy was trying to get at legal here's the definition legal custody of a child means having the right and obligation to make decisions about a child's upbringing a parent with legal custody can make decisions about the child's schooling religious upbringing and medical care for example in many states courts regularly award joint legal custody which means the decision making is shared by both parents If you share joint legal custody with the other parent and you exclude him or her from the decision-making process, your ex can take you back to court and ask the judge to enforce the custody agreement. It's really sad that people have to go to court to have a judge make another person do something when you can just do it, right? Just be a open, um, sound mind person. I don't know. And just figure it out. Like, as if you were married, as if you lived in the same house. And really, just to go on a, I don't want to go on a rabbit trail, but a lot of these things happen because of the parents can't get their shit together because they're not living together, because they're not in a relationship anymore. And there's those faithful, humble, humble few percent who can. They don't live in the same house. They're not sleeping together. They're not in a relationship. However, they do have a child or two or three or four or more. And they're able to make decisions together about the child that they both had. Why must you be in a relationship with this man or woman to just make a decision about your own child? Like, well, come on. I know even if you're married, you still would disagree. But to the point where they like got to go to court, take off work, just to get you to freaking do something is just beyond me. It is it's beyond me. Then there's sole custody. Let's get back to it. One parent can have either sole legal custody or sole physical custody of a child. Courts generally won't hesitate to award sole physical custody to one parent if the other parent is deemed unfit. However, in most states, courts are moving away from awarding sole custody to one parent and toward enlarging the role both parents play in their child's lives. Even where courts do award sole custody, sole physical custody, the parties often still share joint legal custody. Um, And then lastly, because I'm not about to go through all of these, and I think this is actually now I think about is the last one. Joint custody. Parents who don't live together have joint custody, also called shared custody. When they share the decision-making, responsibilities for and or physical custody, uh, physical control and custody uh, of their children. Joint custody can exist if the parents are divorced, separated, no longer cohabitating, or even if they never live together. Boom. And joint custody kind of has some other things under its umbrella. But that's what we're about to talk about real quick. However... There's a twist on this one. So there was an article that I came across. I read articles daily. Um, I think I might read three to four articles. We'll just say three. I average three articles a week. I thoroughly enjoy reading. I enjoy learning new things. I enjoy words. (laughs) I think that's why I like to talk and write and all that. I enjoy words. But I came across this really interesting article, and I'll tell you why it resonated with me. But the article is called 
or says, parents are giving up custody of their kids to get need-based college financial aid. This was an article that was written by Jody S. Cohen and Melissa Sanchez, and this was published on July 29th. So that was in between the last time that we talked. So this article, pretty much just to give you a quick synopsis, is about parents giving up their custody or their legal rights of their children to someone else so that their children can uh, be deemed as independent so then they are able to obtain financial aid um, because independent students are evaluated for financial aid based on their own income and resources and not that of their parents so what the problem is with this is yes they are giving up their custody right like not too many people are just doing that like giving up custody of their kids right usually it's like taken or someone's or is unfit and then they lose custody right but the twist on it is that these are well off affluent an affluent neighborhood like where they've noticed this is happening um like a neighborhood and area which um basically let me just give you the facts is that uh in illinois uh there was more than 40 guardianship cases fitting this profile um between january 8 2018 to june 2019 in the chicago suburbs of lake county um the parents that are involved in these cases are people who are um Lawyers, doctors, assistant school superintendent, insurance and real estate agent. So these are people who got, who have some money. Like they got a few couple of coins and they're giving up guardianship of their kids. So what's going on? Are they, are the parents unfit? Are the parents losing custody? Are they, are they going through something? Are they getting a divorce? Right? You think of all those things. But as the article goes on, next to none of that is even going on and the children that these 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 are high achieving scholars that are whose parents are turning over custody and a lot of them are you know athletes musicians high achieving kids who've been accepted to tons of colleges across the u.s public private institutions things like that um and this is been a big red flag to you know FAFSA the student the financial aid people uh who just get you caught up if you don't be careful so uh the U.S. Department of Education website actually um is stating that a student in legal guardianship does not need to report parent information on the FAFSA form because he or she is considered an independent student so that means that if these well-off parents or students students of these well-off parents report their parents' actual income, they don't receive financial aid. So that means they don't get any grants. They may get grants or scholarships, but they don't get like the loans and, and all those things that help to help pay for college college is expensive you guys like college is up there i went to college i went to a junior college um first 
because I didn't I got a lot of scholarships actually out of high school but I didn't have enough I couldn't my parents couldn't afford it so they said my parents couldn't afford it at least not out of state college right they couldn't afford it they according to FAFSA they could but when you think of your everyday living expenses they had two other kids under me to care for their own bills our house we lived in like no way they can chunk out 50 bands a semester for me to go to school in Alabama somewhere you know so they couldn't afford it so I totally understand that like I see that uh where and I had plenty of my friends have this issue where their parents make good money but to pay for college as that's like another bill to take on the bill of paying for college and playing tickets and food and all that stuff is too much right it's going to put them put the families further in a hole so what is going on here is that these affluent families have found a loophole right if hey if the door is closed go through the nearest window is what I always say so they have found a loophole to where they have turned over custody like they went the legal route turned over custody to like a family member a friend someone else who's most likely making less money um and then they file they do their VASPA and then they say that they don't have any help from anyone it's just them they're whoever they're staying with you know can't afford it either and then it opens them up it gives them the opportunity to achieve their dreams and go you know go to college and get an education which is what we believe these days is a way to move up the move up the ladder move up uh move up a class like once you get a college education you you kind of can pretty much guarantee yourself into middle class maybe not higher but middle middle lower middle class so but if you you know go get a doctorate and all that you know that pushes you up as far as your, your lifestyle because you have that you have that paper you did that time and you're educated shoot so what they're trying to do the twist on this whole custody thing uh is that some of the students were notified that, hey, half of your financial aid is going to be cut. And there was no backlash, right? You come telling me you cut my financial aid? Oh, I'm fixing to be up there. First thing at the door, trying to figure out what's going on. But they didn't get any backlash. No one said anything. So these kids are doing okay. So they found a loophole. They're independent. Yet they're still getting supported from there. You can still get support from your parents, even though you have someone else has custody of you or you're an independent student. So please don't think that because they've done all this that they can't get support and help and money from their real biological parents, right? It's just that this quote unquote guardian or parent is able to provide something that this other parent, their their biological parent can't. And just because you give up custody doesn't mean that you're not able to to be able to provide in some way. Uh, but as they're using it, it's all in the best interest of the minor. So the best interest of the child. Um, and then what they're trying to figure out is that if this is illegal, at what point makes it wrong? 
would you say that what they're doing is wrong? Hmm. Would you would you do the same thing? Do you blame them for what they've for what these parents or students have done or came up with? I mean, they've done it the legal way. But everything that's not legal isn't morally right, right? Um, because I have a similar story. However, my parents did not give up custody of me. I had some very, very, excuse me, turning papers, some very interesting traumas happened to me while I was younger. And as I entered into my senior year and college came up and all that, it became clear to me that I was on my own. It became clear to me that my parents were not going to help me with anything. Like, my parents, the only thing they got from me, I feel like that was a help, was a car. And I had to pay half of that. So, and that was mostly so I could pick my brother up because he changed schools. So, like, I think my mom bought me one book and I had to pay her back. Other than that, my parents didn't do anything as far as my college education. They never offered they never, um, they never really were that encouraging during my process. They never were that understanding the fact that I was going to school and that I was um, working several jobs at the same time. They they just really weren't what parents or how parents should be when your daughter or child is pursuing a higher education and trying to do it on their own. So I realized that at an early age, and so I heard about becoming an independent student. And what the process was and how you can petition for it. And so I followed the steps. I wrote the letter, very long, fluffy, good letter. And it was approved. And I was praying that it got approved. Now, my parents still did provide for me because they did, in my opinion, not they did discourage me from living on campus. So I lived at home with them, which was the worst decision I could have made. Um, I stayed at home with them, so they did provide me shelter. However, I had to pay them rent. Are you serious? So I had to pay them rent. Um, and yeah, it, it was being an independent student was the best, best thing. I don't have a lot of school debt at all. I think total I'm at 23000 And I have people for a four year who are at over 50000 So, I mean, I have a little debt. I got out with little debt. I did end up getting moving out of my parents' house, getting my own place, um, and just commuting from there because I they couldn't afford it. They weren't gonna help. They weren't gonna try to afford it. So the best thing for me, in the best interest of myself and my little life I'm trying to build, was to become an independent student. So I don't blame these parents um, for doing this. Because my parents, even though they probably didn't know of this loophole, but my parents have some pretty decent jobs. So, and just like some of the parents of my friends and my peers who I went to school with and who've done the same thing too, couldn't afford it. And I don't think, I think what's alarming for this article is that they're finding that so many people are doing it. But with the rising cost of uh, just living the cost of gas and housing, the college, geez, they, it's so much. These, these, it's so 
much to attend college these days. They're now starting to make junior college like free, which is pretty cool. But it is expensive. It is very expensive. And it's for the best interest of the child. So, yeah, I give up custody to a relative. And then my child is independent. They'll be, they're pretty much independent. Uh, and I can support them from, cheer for them on the sidelines, right? Throw them money, be there, be supportive on the sidelines. So I'm trying to still, I'm still dealing with it on, is it wrong because they're white and they have money and they did this? But I mean, if you look at your, I mean, I don't know what these people's finances are. So they look at their finances and say, hey, this, this thing is too much. Can't afford it. You know, we can do this as an option instead. But I know the purpose of being an independent student. Independent students are for people who are like in foster care, who don't have any parents, who are homeless, who, you know, things like that. And they really don't have anyone. Like, it's really just them versus, you know, people like me, sort of, or these kids who do have a fully supportive, capable parents and, you know, are, are pretty much cutting people out because there's a lot of people in the article they talk about who didn't receive funding because a lot of it goes as first come first serve and it's going to people who really technically may not need it as much so that seems like something that they're dealing with i'd love to keep up with this article and see how far it goes because i know they've gone to court and things like that um so i'm looking forward to see what what fafsa does um and Department of Education does with this little case here. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to share that. Please, please give me your feedback on that because this custody issue and financial aid, I know y'all didn't think I was going to go that way, but hey, I bring up interesting things. It's really, uh, was really probably a curveball. So, I, I liked it. I really enjoyed reading this because I could relate. Like, I went to college, I've received financial aid, I've received loans, I got it. So, um, yeah, that's the end. We're, time goes by so fast, you guys. Thank you for tuning in, for listening in with me, for rocking with me this long. Like it, share it, subscribe. Um, a lot is coming from me, from this podcast, from my, um, from my blog as well. So please just stay on the lookout. Again, I can't thank you guys enough for the support that you guys have given. And that I'm sure you'll continue to give. All right. So stay beautiful. Stay. Stay you. Right. Don't let the world, don't let the game change you. Big ups to Miss Aretha Franklin um, as we celebrate your life. Uh, Whitney Houston, Nipsey Hussle, Rasheed from Vallejo, Sylvester from Vallejo, Anthony. Uh, just I can't even list all the people who I've known that have passed this month alone. So prayers and well wishes to those families who have lost someone. Love on each other. Care for each other. Pick up the phone and call somebody. Be on the lookout for my blog called Bottled Up. That'll be coming out Right after this is published, which will be so. So by the time you hear it, it'll my blog for Bottled Up will be out where I go over some of the things I'm dealing with, and I'll keep you updated on my therapy. 
and I'll see you guys on the next vlog. Peace. What's up, fam? If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share. We're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, and Anchor. There's pretty much no place where you can't pull up a seat and just join the conversation. So thank you so much for all your support. Share this podcast with your friends and family, and I'll see you on the next episode.